fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Wow, I tell you what. Life is nothing but a whole bunch of drama and fun stories, and you have your ups and your downs, and today has been an up. Today has been a fun one. Welcome into the show. We have a lot to get to. I am now curious what the future holds. As we have made our stance, we have made our voice heard, we have shaken up the system the way we do oh so well, and now we have some decent Republican victories all over the nation with the turnouts of elections from last night. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your your Millennial General reporting for duty today. Boy, what an election last night. What do you say? It's our moment for parents, for grandparents, for aunts, for uncles, for neighbors to change the future of Virginia's children's lives, to change their Virginia journey. It's our time to turn that vision into a reality. It's a vision where Virginians' power, the power that has historically resided in the marbled halls in Richmond is spread out, spread out to the kitchen tables that are held together with the bond of spirit, of liberty, and freedom. That was Glenn Youngkin, the new uh, governor-elect for the state of Virginia, is the big Republican, ended up winning that one. I told you yesterday this was the stronghold for the Democrats. The world was watching Virginia because this has on the line of it the Joe Biden agenda. This has on the reconciliation bill. This is on the vaccine mandates. This has on the free choice of education. This had the entire left-wing progressive agenda. They are ramming through Washington, D.C. on the line to see whether people still want this agenda or not. This is the state that Joe Biden won by 15 points against Donald Trump, supposedly. And this is the stance now that Republicans have taken by a un- uh, jazzed up, unexcited Democrat voting base and a very angry Republican base that has showed up. Now, I don't think that Democrats actually overwhelm Republicans in the state. I think it's just who's excited at the time. And I say that because I don't know if you remember or not, just, oh, I don't know, a year or so ago out there, we had a massive Second Amendment rally while the Democrat governor was trying to say that they were coming after firearms. And guess what happened with a massive rally at the Capitol in Virginia with thousands of individuals of all races, of all skin colors, of all religions, of everybody that showed up with very large firearms and trying to hold a rally on the Capitol grounds to prove that they are there, they are paying attention, and they are not happy in any way, shape, or form. So they've been fighting this for a while, and guess what? They rose up, they spoke yesterday, and the tide is turning. When you win a sanctuary safe haven state like Virginia back into the hands of Republicans, Democrats are squirming. So what next for Democrats? Your move, Nancy Pelosi. 
Your move, Chuck Schumer. Your move, Progressive AOC and everybody else. Uh, while they're trying to say that this is not having an impact on them, you know it's going to have an impact on them because they just lost their stronghold and things started turning back to the red. Welcome into the show. We have a heck of a lot to get to. We're going to break down the elections yesterday. We also want to talk about walking into the future and making our assumptions, predictions, and observations of what the Democrats are going to do going into midterms and going into this reconciliation. Is this going to change the reconciliation bill? The federal budget, this $5 trillion, they try and say it's $1.75 trillion now. That's a lie. That's not true. Think about that for a second, too, for if you will. We went from $5 trillion to $1.75. They were able to cut all that out, and they're still trying to ram it through. You can see that they really had no use for all spending all that money. They just wanted to spend it for the sake of spending it. Is that going to change things? That wasn't in the state, but it was in the general vicinity of Joe Manchin, who's very considering seriously uh, going and uh, re-registering as an independent because he's tired of what Democrats are trying to do and wants that bill to be right around $1 trillion instead of $5 trillion. And I got to give the guy credit because he wanted $1 trillion and now we're sitting at $1.75. I never imagined they would come down that far except for when they're desperate and they really, really, really want to get their stuff done. And we know the bill's still going to be crap because what they're doing is getting rid of the important stuff to put in the stuff they really want to make sure it gets done just to be able to appease him. But we'll talk about that here in a second as well. But does it change that dynamic? I really think it does. I really do. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we have Anthony LaBruna. If you don't know that name, he was one of the youngest individuals that was uh, confirmed at the federal level under President Donald Trump. Before that, he was at Iowa State University, and then he was elected or appointed by President Trump to perform a role in the White House as the liaison to the U.S. Department of Commerce out of his senior year in high school. He's now the chief of staff to the president of the Iowa Private Colleges. We'll have him on at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk about supply demand, uh, supply and demand chains. We'll talk about the economy. We'll recap some of the elections and more. But with this Virginia election, big stuff. And he did it smart. I'm telling you, he did it smart. He focused on what he needed to to win this election against that crazy Democrat, Terry McAuliffe, who tried to go after parents. Friends! We're going to embrace our parents, not ignore them. We're going to press forward with a curriculum that includes listening to parents' input, a curriculum that allows our children to run as fast as they can teaching them how to think, enabling their dreams to soar. Friends, we are going to reestablish excellence in our schools. Sounds really good. Hopefully he can make something like that happen. I am excited. Now, I don't know much about him. He may be kind of a moderate Republican. And from some of the other clips we're going to play in a second, it sounds like he may be a little bit more on the moderate side. But overall, this is a major victory. Now, the only thing... That Democrats have for them, their desperation, their state of panic, their state of, oh my gosh, we just lost our safe haven that is Virginia because they've tried to ram through a lot of ridiculousness in the state of Virginia. And we have a lot of listeners out there, so kudos on you. You might see some changes come out there. The only thing that they've had to try and criticize this outside of trying to throw in the race card and there's white supremacists that are voting for uh, for this Greg Youngkin and all the conservative Trump evil Nazis are coming out and voting. The only other thing they have was that Donald Trump didn't come out and campaign with Youngkin. Therefore, the new movement is that Republicans can win without the Trump uh, without the Trump train. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they have. 
They still have to make it about Trump. Trump was not involved in this one. He could have been. I don't know if Youngkin likes Trump or not. Doesn't really matter. That's the only thing that the media has going for them right now is that, well, look at that. Republicans can win an election without Donald Trump. That means that Trump isn't needed in the party to win any longer. Look at that. We can still find a way to tie it to Donald Trump. I don't know. It's almost like that crazy ex that just won't leave you alone because you're just obsessed and they have nothing else going on in their life. So they have to come back and try to attack you and be angry about what you did in the past and what they don't like you about because they have nothing else going in their life. That is the media right now because they can't just admit that they lost an election in their safe haven that people have spoken up and do not want their crazy left wing politics in their in the nation or in each individual state. Now. What do we do moving forward as Republicans if Yunkin's going to continue on with his popularity? He got elected to do a few certain things. Obviously, education's a big one. He needs to go after the public schools. The public school teachers' unions were siding with Terry McAuliffe because they loved the fact that parents were going to be kicked off to the side, not paid attention to, and the schools would have free reign to do whatever they wanted to do with the curriculum, with vaccines, with masks, with whatever. They love that. Be ready, individuals in Virginia, and be ready for everyone around outside of the state of Virginia listening to this and paying attention to Virginia. Be ready because I can guarantee you now the state of Virginia is going to have a battle with the government against the teachers unions just like they did in the state of Wisconsin. While he's talking about school choice, while he's talking about charter schools, while he's talking about private options, while he's talking about giving parents more power in the education system... The unions are going to lose their minds because while they say they're for the teachers, while they say they're for the kids, they're really not. They're about the power, they're about the control, and they're about the curriculum, they're about the common core, they're about being able to impose their will. So be ready, Virginia, because be ready, Governor Youngkin, because you are about to go down a very long, nasty road with one of the most powerful unions in the nation. You can see that as a prime example from former Governor Scott Walker in the state of Wisconsin, who had to battle off three different recall elections because the teachers' union despised him for creating some type of school choice in his state. They did not like that. And if that's the road, if that's the hill you're willing to battle on, then good for you, my friend, because I really, truly think that the next Republican move and the next campaign going into the midterm elections will be focused on young education, K-12, through which is really wild to me. I live in the state of Kansas, and our governor that's here right now, a current Democrat, she's a hack, she has no clue what the hell she's doing, but nonetheless, she's there. When she campaigned, she campaigned to be the quote-unquote education governor because there's been a battle in our state about educational funding, even though it's you know 60% of the Kansas state budget. I know, uh, but it's really that way for many states, so it's not surprising wherever you may be. But the Democrats try to campaign themselves as, the you know, they care about the children, they care about the teachers, they care about the less fortunate, when they really don't. And all over the nation, you see education spending at the top tier for the administrative state. The teachers never get a whole lot of anything, and then you get left with the students that still do not have an increase in graduation rates, still don't have an increase in higher education, still don't have an increase in their positive test scores going into higher education to help them lift the, themselves out of K-12 through public education. It's a battle that Republicans need to start focusing on, and I'm wondering if this isn't outside of COVID and outside of the economy, if this is going to be the next major national topical issue that is going to be addressed in the midterms next year. Mark my words, this is going to be one of the top focuses for politicians. 
you know, the flavor of the day. Every politician has their own little flavor, what they want to focus on. When I get up there, I'm going to lower taxes. When I get up there, I'm going to end abortion. When I get up there, I'm going to focus on LGBTQ, whatever the issue is. It's their own flavor of the day. Education and school choice and parents' rights are going to be the main focal point. And this election, I think, started it because I think with such a concern about critical race theory, with such a concern about the what bathroom do kids use based on their identification, all this other stupid garbage that has been out there, and with the lack of understanding of history, of civics, of patriotism, of nationalism, of what we're all about, I think that many Republicans now are going to start focusing on that with so many mama bears that are out there running for elections now and running in different states for congressional seats, for governor's races, for whatever, because they're upset, they're angry. And when you upset the mama bear, you upset the household because then she's going to figure out a way to go and do it. This is going to be the next topical issue they are going to focus on. It's going to be school choice. And there's going to be elected officials or candidates running all over the country in the midterms next year focused on public education. Getting rid of critical race theory, giving more competition in the public school system, fighting off the teachers' unions, and allowing parents to have more of a voice. And it needs to happen. This is beautiful. I mean, this is a perfect thing. I love it because we're going down a positive road that needs to be addressed. But I think this will truly be the next national movement. And it started with Yunkin with what he did trying to fight off this other guy. When we come back, we have a lot more clips we have to play from Yunkin. But congrats to him. Congrats to Republicans for you turning out in groves. And I'm sure it was a lot of the parents showing up very angry about what uh, Terry McAuliffe had to say about not having allowing to, uh, parents to have a say in the schools and in the school boards and when the, inside the classroom. So this is going to be the next movement. Get ready because education, understanding and education of the youth is going to be the next focal point for conservatives to raise the next generation properly, formally, and make sure they know what the hell they're doing when they grow up and actually take things over. Got a lot to get to today. It's The Voice of Reason for a midweek celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss Parker. 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back in Radio TV Live, streaming, podcasting. So the official results, according to the New York Times right now, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, did win 50.9% of the vote, sitting at 1,668,900. Terry McAuliffe at 1.55 million at 48.4%, with 0.7 going to the independent. So, of course, that third party taking just that little sliver. Just enough. Just enough, but uh, congrats again to uh, Greg uh, Glenn Youngkin. Again, this is going to be interesting to see what battle he chooses to fight because the stronghold of the unions, uh, obviously there in Virginia, is going to be massive. Is he willing to go down that road with them, or is he going to back down once they put a little pressure on him? Now, again, he did make this a big focal point for his election on what he's going to do in the state. We're going to restore excellence in our schools. We will invest the largest education budget in the history of the Commonwealth. We're going to invest in teachers, new facilities, special education. We're going to introduce choice within our public school system. How about that choice within the public school system? We're going to start with 20 charter schools and we are going to make a down payment and close the gap on giving parents an opportunity to select where their kids go to school. All right, that all sounds good. Now, I will say one thing, just to you know, put on the brakes a little bit there when he says we're going to invest more into the public education system than ever before and we're going to have new buildings, new facilities. I mean, that's all great. But I don't know what the funding is for the public education system already. I'm hoping he's not like, hey, we're just going to spend more money from the state of Virginia. Outside of that little issue that I have, I mean, everything sounds great. School choice, obviously, giving the parents more choice is all going to be great. And there's a great ability for the uh, for the parents to actually have a say in if they're able to get some competition and some school choice in the state of Virginia. All the power to you. One thing that I do want to bring up, though. Outside of the actual policies that he's doing, and we'll get to some more of those here in just a minute. Outside of that, I mean, with looking at the map, I've looked at the map here in the state of Virginia on where everybody won, the Republican, Democrat, and obviously up in the northern corner is Alexandria, Virginia there, where it's really deep blue. you got Northfolk that's kind of blue, and then you got just a couple counties near Richmond that's blue. Outside of that, the rest of the state's red. Shocker, not really. It's uh, about expected because rural communities predominantly go Republican. The centralized, more populated areas predominantly go Democrat. But it always reminds me, every time I see these maps, always brings up the mindset, and I still think we need to push for this a little bit further and get more guests on to talk about this and try and make this more of a bigger movement, a national movement, is getting to implement state uh, college uh, electoral colleges, statewide electoral colleges. Because if you looked at this map, there are apparently 95 counties in the state of Virginia. And from my counting, if I did this correct, 
17 counties went to the Democrat, and he lost by what, 22,000 votes? Something like that, maybe a little bit more. Uh, just about, okay, I guess about 100,000-ish, 80,000 to 100,000 votes. That's it, 50.9% to 48.4% based on winning 17 out of the 95 counties in the state of Virginia, and you're trying to tell me that's supposed to be a close race. We need to be implementing or at least talking about the implementation of statewide electoral colleges, just like we do at the national level. Because rural communities, if we did this, then Democrats wouldn't even be considering their policies. They would be coming more to the center. They'd be more negotiable. They'd be a little bit friendlier trying to work with others and trying to reach independents and moderate Republicans. They'd be trying to cut back on their crazy, radical, extremist, progressive agenda because they realize it wouldn't be that popular if you actually had electoral colleges at the statewide level. And when by just looking at these maps, if the Republican just blew everything away, then guess what? Democrats would be changing their tone very, very quickly. Right now, Nancy Pelosi said she has no uh, no concept or no uh, thoughts of actually canceling this reconciliation bill or changing it up, even with Republicans winning major last night all across the country in local elections and these big ones as well. But guess what? If the numbers looked a little bit different based on electoral college votes, maybe they would be. Lots more coming up when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. By the way, with all the great numbers that we saw coming out of Virginia, we do still have a toss-up right now in New Jersey. As we still see, trying to what's going on there. Right now, the Democrat has just a slight lead, 50 to 49.3. 1.2 million to 1.18 million. So we'll keep you posted on that as numbers go. Here's the crazy part, but of course there had to be some sort of issue yesterday. According to the New York Post, it sounds like they may have to take it to a judge and kind of decide what's going on because apparently after the voting was done, some of the electronic voting machines were turned off before they finished their tallies. I I know. I know. So, we'll get you updated on that one. So, that one's still a toss-up and see what the heck's going on there. But at least we had some major wins all over the country with school board elections, with city council elections, county commission seats, of course, the big racing governor and lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia, the stronghold for the Democrats. And this is going to be a big turn. The big question is, will he be able to fight against the massive teachers union that... um, 
has a, I mean, they're strong, not just in Virginia, but all over the country. Again, I refer back to uh, former Governor Scott Walker out of Wisconsin, who had to fight off two or three different recall elections because of the school board, because of him wanting to fight for the uh, uh, for the school choice in the state. And he lost not the recall elections. He lost the regular election, but he was able to fend those off. But if that's the fight you're willing to fight, then good for you, man, because we need it. We need to have the focal point on the public education system. And if we're able to do that, then I think we can, which, by the way, uh, Governor Scott Walker did send out a tweet as well after the election that said note to self and the word of the day and the message that we should learn from the day is that you shouldn't piss off the parents of the public education system. <laughs> Let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? What's trending today? I am super excited to have this guy on the program. We'll talk about some of that, plus more on what's going to happen with this reconciliation bill, the supply-demand issue, and more. He is the current chief of staff to the president of the Iowa Private Colleges. He was also one of the youngest appointees from President Donald Trump as he performed a role in the White House as the liaison to the U.S. Department of Commerce. Super excited to have on the program with us here, Anthony LaBruna. Anthony, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. It is it, what a night. Are you feeling energized? I mean, is this a good movement going into the midterm elections next year? Uh, I am. I think uh, this is just telling. See, you know, everyone calls it the red wave. Uh, I just think there's a change in the way Americans are looking at our elected officials, uh, and that's starting down at the county level uh, with the school boards and counties, uh, and then now our state leaders with our governor here in Virginia. I think this speaks volumes yeah. uh, for what's going to come in 2022. I really agree. What do you think are going to be the main topical issues? I mean, obviously there was a lot going on, and this is the legacy of the Biden agenda right now, the reconciliation bill, the inflation going on, the massive spending, the vaccine mandates. I mean, there's a lot that's on the line right now. But what do you think started this? Do you think it was all the last year with COVID or uh, the vaccine man- mandates that are happening? Or was it strictly the fact that we had someone up there trying to go after parents and saying dumb things like this? I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. <laughs> I think that was the final straw on that back. But it, was that, do you think, uh, that really took things to the next level? I do. I think there's going to be major, um, two or three major key issues for voters this upcoming election cycle. One going to be uh, school and our education system, right? Um, to hear that from an elected official is almost appalling. Uh, you know, teachers spend one third of uh, their time with our children when they're growing up. So they're spending our children as they grow up, one third of the time is spent with their teacher. So what they're learning from their teacher, what they're hearing from the teacher is very important to the development of our children, but also for the future of our nation. Uh, So we don't need to be brainwashing our children. So I think that's going to play a major role. People want our rights back. We have the right to choose. uh, And I think that's going to be probably pillar one. I think this huge issue, too, with COVID and how they're treating the uh, mandates and vaccinations will play a second major pillar Uh, And then third, how everything kind of plays out with the supply chain crisis. Um, I don't call it a shortage uh, because I don't think there is a shortage. I know there isn't a shortage. Um, It's the lack of infrastructure and capability for us to move as a nation. And that's Mm. that's been uh, 
done by this administration. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let's talk about that for a second. Right now, we're being told that, like you said, there is a shortage, that everybody's going on a mad rush to go buy things, and that that's why there's nothing on the shelves, just because, you know, we just need to calm our spending, and we just need to just relax and calm down, because there's just too much of a demand for what supply is actually out there. When in reality, I saw the same uh, same news, the uh, mainstream media in the news, run a story last week saying that consumer spending is down because obviously inflation's coming up. And while we go into the holiday season, we're concerned about actually spending our money. At the same time, while we see all these ships on the coast of California trying to dock and actually get unloaded, they're ready. We see videos of truck drivers sitting around waiting to, to actually transport things. We see workers on the docks in California ready to unload the ships. We see the ships ready to actually park and actually get their stuff done. But they're not allowed to because of the federal government in the state of California. So what the heck's really going on with supply demand right now? What the heck's really going on with the worker shortage, quote unquote? And can we get this back on track in time for the holidays? Uh, I think so. We need to. I don't think there's any other choice but to get uh, everything back on track and moving again. Um, it really starts off with what this administration's done, and that's they've used COVID as a political weapon and tool to influence people and their decisions using fear to kind of drive home that point of, oh, stay home, right? Don't go to work, right? So uh, there are plenty of jobs out there in the market. Uh, companies like Amazon and others are, are need are need of workers and employees, uh, as well as our truckers. Uh, we need a lot more truckers. There is a shortage here across the Midwest. Um, and we're seeing that, you know, uh, on a daily basis um, here in the Midwest. And then we look at our shelves, and our shelves are empty. I was actually at the the grocery store last night, and I was I was looking down at the milk prices. It's almost seven dollars for a gallon of milk. There's no way an American family can live off, uh, you know, seven dollars for a gallon of milk, especially if you have children. So it starts with the administration. We have to really analyze kind of the crisis they have put us in, uh, and the experts are telling us this is the new norm. Get used to it. Um, but that's just not the case. We shouldn't have that attitude. And if they do have that attitude, we need to get rid of them. We need to find leaders who are willing to say, okay, let's find the solution now. And let's not make, let's make sure that uh, we get America back on track. I just don't see that with the current people leading this, uh, this topic. Yeah, amen to that. It's weird how the messaging has come out there, and they do everything in the book to try to deny and then make excuses for it, because when you talk about inflation rates on why things, why we have a 5% inflation rate year over year on generic goods and $7 gallons of milk in the grocery store, which is absolutely absurd, and they say get used to it. At the same time, they say, well, that's a sign of a good economy, because again, with that supply-demand thing, everybody wants it. That means that inflation's up and everything's good, so that means the economy's coming back. I, I, I mean, I guess you could say that, but Anthony, how long can you try and promote that messaging before people catch on that you're just flat out lying? Well, I don't think the American people are uh, are uh, are dumb. Uh, I I say that kind of shows uh, with last night with Governor or Governor Elect Youngkin uh, winning Virginia. So I think that's just the first step. Americans are fed up with the lies, uh, and I've I've just been impressed with how blatantly they can lie. I mean, we see Don Lemon down in Florida last week enjoying the maskless, you know, free DeSantis land down there because he's went ahead and, and put his people first, right? He doesn't have all these mandates. And so as these people who are willing to sit on air and criticize, right, but then they're hypocrites because then they go down to Florida 
and they're not there. They're, you know, not wearing masks. They're not, uh, you know, staying six feet apart. Yeah. So it's just, it's a lot of hypocrisy. So I think Americans are fed up with it. And especially, you know, this blind leadership, this policy of, you know, I was listening last night to this new secretary of commerce and she says, you know, the only way this is going to get fixed is you have to send me, call your congressman, you know, send me the $52 billion. No, I don't mm-hmm. think that. And I mean, I was listening to Elon Musk too. Uh, you know, people were telling him, Hey, your $6 billion could solve the entire, you know, food crisis we have here. And he asked, Hey, show me the plan. Show me how it will work and how you guys will carry it out. And I'll send the money. Yeah. And no one wants to show us what's really going on. So if you see that with our secretary of commerce, right, send us $52 billion. I think that's a little ridiculous. I'm just, I'm not willing to trust our, uh, leaders anymore with just blind trust i'm right there with you i don't want to trust any government official especially when they're trying to spout that kind of crap and i I gotta give elon musk credit because when he caught him off guard and said fine yeah send me the plane and i'll send you the money i don't think they were expecting that because they're used to the no i'm not going to do that that's my money i'm the evil rich person and i don't want to give up any of my cash last question before we let you go we got just about a minute left here but being the former liaison for the u.s department of commerce and the Commerce Department now, the IRS, the uh, the federal government wanting to try and monitor bank accounts, try and squeeze a nickel and dime every American, even if we did that, from your experience and what you've seen up there, would that solve the issue of the government spending too much money? Would we have more revenue up there, and would that solve the issues of the day? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I mean, I think that's a major uh, violation of Americans' privacy. Um I think what it really comes down to is the wasteful spending by bureaucrats. And I'm going to say this. there are I, I had a year and a half there. Um, I was there when the COVID hit. So I saw and met a lot of great people. But what it comes down to is the wasteful spending by government. A lot of stuff is contracted out to consulting firms. So the work's not actually being done by the departments. I think we need to eliminate some of these major departments. I think currently we have 154 departments and agencies. There's wasteful spending all over. Right? Uh, And we need to reanalyze that starting there. One step at a time, my friend. I appreciate your time. It's Anthony LaBruna, former White House liaison for the U.S. Department of Commerce, also chief of staff to the president of Iowa Private Colleges. Anthony, appreciate the time, my friend. Let's do this again real soon. Love to get you back on. Definitely. Thanks for having me on, guys. I absolutely appreciate that. We'll take a break, wrap up the show today for a midweek celebration. Lots more to get the to. Stay voice here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, I tell you what, the program goes by way too fast. Flying right on by for a midweek celebration. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. You can find the show on any of our social media at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R. No I. H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. And the website at HoosierReason.com. I don't think Democrats know what to do with this stuff. The ongoing question is, what do you do now? I mean, Democrats obviously are in the minority when it comes to this popular popularity of the Biden agenda of the Green New Deal garbage they're trying to ram through of the vaccine mandates. There is news now that Republican senators are trying to work to overturn the federal mandates on vaccines. So that's good news. I don't know if it's going to work, but it's good news. At least try it. There are a lot of states right now lingering on whether they should try and already pass legislation as to become a sanctuary state or try to block some of the OSHA mandates, and they're waiting for the proper writings of OSHA to do it. I say go ahead and do it now, even if it's just a statement that doesn't do anything, but it lets people know that you're paying attention and you want something done. I say do it. I don't care. It's time to make the voice heard because I don't think Democrats know how unpopular their stuff really is, and we have to remind them. We obviously did well in Virginia last night with the election, showing that uh, even in their stronghold, we can beat them, and we beat them semi-decently. We're about ready to win in New Jersey as well once that comes back and they can actually recount the votes after the uh, wrongful shutting off of the electronic voting machines that is going to take it back to the manufacturer, have them get in there, recount the votes, and of course that's going to be a major mess, and people that still believe in some type of accuracy of the election, that's going to cause some more issues. So uh, you didn't do yourselves any favors on that one. This is the first election since the election election that claim major voter fraud and then you mess something up like this that's not a good look on you just throwing that out there but i don't think democrats realize how much they don't represent the people that they say they try to represent they say they represent the working class that's not true they say they represent the working man that's just not true there is in the state of is this new jersey or is this virginia i think this is virginia Trying to remember. This is New Jersey. All right. So this is the election in New Jersey. There's a guy by the name of Ed Durr. And I don't know the election results yet as they are still trying to, again, because they're trying to recount all this stuff and figure out what's going on. Ed Durr is a truck driver. Never been in politics before. 
doesn't like the current Senate president in the state of Virginia, challenged him, and he's probably going to win. No political experience, a truck driver. Now, this is a trend that's been going on across the nation since Donald Trump came into office. And whether you like Trump or whether you despise Trump, you got to give the guy credit. Because Donald Trump, again, whether you like him or you don't like him, has started a movement to where average individuals, you and I, the Joe Schmoes out there, Realize, hey, wait a second, we could do something about this political system. And Donald Trump's not in it alone. Donald Trump's not the only guy out there fighting and the entire hordes coming after him. He kind of was, but now it's people are waking up. We have individuals like uh, the gal out of California or uh, Colorado that carries the firearm in Washington, D.C. all the time. We have individuals like this running. The Joe the Plumbers. Remember him back in the McCain time? This guy, this Ed Durr, a truck driver out of uh, New Jersey wanting to run for Senate president, beating a, uh, almost beating, a major incumbent that's been there forever, a huge political powerhouse in the state of Virginia as the Senate president, a major left-wing Democrat. We beat the Democrats in their stronghold of Virginia. We're about to beat them in their stronghold of New Jersey to show them that we're not messing around, man. And all of it was on their touchy subject with education, trying to ram down our throats these mask mandates, ram down our throats these vaccine mandates, and ram down our throats these uh, uh, critical race theory and all this other garbage with Common Core curriculum. Then at the same time, we can throw on the other political issues at the same time, right? We're going to eliminate the grocery tax. Suspend the most recent hike in the gas tax. Double everybody's standard deduction. And we are going to cut taxes on the retirement income of our veterans. Oh, my. Now, while you have Nancy Pelosi and all the left-wing hacks up in Washington, D.C., the AOC styles trying to ram through a massive spending bill and a massive tax bill that's going to raise taxes on you and me and everybody while they say they're only going after the ultra-rich, but yet they want trillions and trillions of dollars of additional tax revenue coming in. We just elected a governor in the state of Virginia that says we're going to cut taxes, we're going to give you tax credits back, we're going to let you actually have money to reinvest again, we're going to get rid of the gas tax we just put on you, we're going to get rid of sales tax on groceries, which there's only a handful of states that do it, and it's really stupid, but they're going to get rid of all that stuff. And that's the popular opinion. That's the popular movement. That's what made the GDP grow over the last few years. Democrats came in and inflation soared and people are starting to wake up and realize what the hell's going on. We are not repeating the Jimmy Carter era, Joe Biden. Thanks very much. Get ready for the midterm elections. We're just starting this, baby. Podcast going up in a little bit. Until then, be our own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners.
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.